Salam Salam from BA. This is a Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 2nd of February 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. Last week we told you about a controversial event where three bishops of the Ethiopian Orthodox Tewahedo Church, or EOTC, anointed 26 other members as bishops and appointed themselves as patriarchs of what they call the Holy Synod of Oromia and Nations and Nationalities, transgressing the Church's dogma and rules. The transgressors claim that this breakaway will serve Christians in Oromia and the southern region right, as the new bishops can preach and provide other spiritual services in their own languages. However, the EOTC and other sources believe that the breakaway was motivated by ethnopolitical needs. This was followed with backlash from the principal holy synod of the EOTC. His Holiness, the Patriarch Father Matthias, called all bishops at home and abroad to assemble at his residence. The EOTC Holy Synod held a plenary session on Thursday the 26th, where the main transgressors were completely excommunicated from the Church, their ranks completely stripped. They have also been prohibited from receiving any spiritual service from the Church. The Holy Synod added, however, that if the transgressors repent and apologize, they will be reinstated. But it didn't end there, as the transgressors were not only not willing to ask for an apology, but they also announced that they were going ahead with the breakaway plan. The EOTC made a statement on Saturday the 28th, saying that the Pope of the Gima Yem Conta Diocese, His Holiness Father Stephanos, who served as the Pope there for more than 20 years, was detained by the Gima Zone Police for a day and was sent to Addis. The situation seemed to escalate by the day as the Patriarch of the EOTC urged the government and the public to respect the dogma of the Church and plead for caution and protection by security forces to avoid the blood of innocent Christians from being spilled. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed talked about the matter at a Council of Ministers meeting on Monday the 30th. He said lightly that the matter is simple and can be easily resolved. He also said that the government does not favor any party in this dispute. He warned members of the cabinet not to interfere in the matter. His comments were not received well by the EOTC, as the Holy Synod released a statement on Wednesday the 1st February asking the Prime Minister to correct his statements, which simplified the matter and considered the dissenters and the established Church equals. The Holy Synod urged the government once again to put an end to the situation and warned that if it fails to do so, a grand demonstration will be called at home and abroad. The Holy Synod added that until the rights of the Church are enforced, the members of the Synod will not cease efforts and are ready to give their lives for the cause. The war in the northern parts of the country ended for good in November last year after a peace agreement was signed between the warring parties, the federal government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLS. One of the clauses of the agreement provides that Eritrean troops must leave Tigray. Recently, an army general for the federal government was claiming that Eritrean troops had completely withdrawn from Tigray 
but it seems like the statement was inaccurate as numerous contradicting accounts followed. The U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Security Council, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, and top TPLF official Gitachu Reda said that Eritrean troops are still stationed in Tigray. But this is not to say that the permanent cessation of hostilities hasn't been beneficial. The Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam is in its final stages of construction and the newfound peace is beneficial for construction time. The dam's deputy manager, Belachu Kasa, said that because there's no disruption, convoys are reaching the dam quickly, increasing the speed of construction. He recalled that convoys used to take two to three days to reach the construction site. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed talked to French President Emmanuel Macron over the phone last week on Wednesday the 25th. Ethiopia and France have a formal diplomatic relationship that has spanned more than a century. Abiy tweeted that the two leaders talked about various facets of cooperation. Last year's university entrance exams results were released on Friday the 27th. Recall that they were held in federal universities with a view to stopping examinees from cheating, and it worked. But it also revealed how the educational system has failed. The Ministry of Education revealed that out of almost 900,000 examinees, only just more than 3% scored more than 50%, with thousands of schools not even being able to have a single student that passed the exam. The ministry added that students who scored more than 50% will be directly placed in universities, while students who scored lower stand a chance, taking into account the intake capacity of universities and their results, but they will have to take additional courses related to the subjects they failed at in the entrance exams. The ministry also said that the highest scoring students will be rewarded. The Ethiopian fiscal year of 2022-2023 began about six months ago. Multiple companies and government entities are dropping reports on progress made so far this year. Minister of Planning and Development Fisum Asefa revealed how her ministry has been doing this year at a Council of Ministers meeting on Monday the 30th. She said that in the past six months, the economy has rehabilitated after years of slump due to the war and COVID-19. In the past six months alone, the country has attracted almost 2 billion US dollars in foreign direct investment and the economy has grown by almost 7%. The minister said that by the end of the year, the country's economy will have exhibited a 7.5% growth making it one of the world's top 10 fastest-growing economies. The Ministry of Finance has decided to allow companies involved in the manufacturing, agriculture, construction and other sectors to import vehicles tax-free. The Ministry has also prepared a directive to that effect and will allow tax-free imports for all types of vehicles. Aliko Dangote is the richest man in Africa. He is a Nigerian and he has businesses all over Africa. One of them is a cement plant in Ethiopia. On Thursday the 26th, about 20 of the plant's workers were kidnapped on duty about 25 kilometers away 
from the plant by unidentified gunmen. On Monday the 30th, all of them were released after paying a ransom of between 50,000 to 100,000 per, that is 1 to 2,000 US dollars. Legendary Ethiopian musician Teddy Afro revealed that he has won at the African Music Awards in the Best Reggae Music of the Year category. The song that won him the award was one entitled Naet, released about a year ago. The song was released in connection with the persecution and summary killings of innocent Amharans living in Oromia. Did you know, Ethiopia is considered as the cradle of mankind, where the Homo erectus, Homo habilis and Homo sapiens first appeared. Recently, a study has been published that can further corroborate these claims. A group of geographers who studied the volcanic sediments where a fossil, Homo 1, was found in southwestern Ethiopia, said that the Homo sapiens of the area are at least 230,000 years old. So that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at ethiopia at Ciao!